0: Welcome to Bobby Insights with Wayne Conrad. Whose image? If you have a son or a daughter, have you ever really stopped and looked carefully at your child? Did you notice anything very familiar about your child's looks or behavior or temperament? That child, in a very real sense, was made in your image and likeness. That son or daughter is your offspring, and he or she bears the marks of his or her parents. Images are a common fact of life. Every image speaks of an original. When the Bible, the great textbook for life, speaks of man, humanity, it starts with this concept of image or likeness. God took special care and delight in creating man. We read, Then God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Genesis 1.26 That's a big order. And God fulfilled it. We read in Genesis 2-7, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. This should make us stop and think. Man is a unique creature. In other words, God created mankind in the original humans of Adam and Eve as an earthly, creaturely reflection of himself. We read in Genesis one So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. He gave man, Adam and later Eve, certain qualities that marked him off from the rest of creation. Since we are now confront ourselves as fallen, sinful men and women, it's hard to grasp what it means to be created in the image of God. However, we do have some hints. First, we know God created man with a spiritual nature capable of fellowshipping with the eternal God. Originally, man had a knowledge of God and delighted in the worship of God. We know this because we read in Genesis 3.8, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day. So he was a creature of righteousness and holiness. This means mankind has the capacity for moral choices and actions. Humans are more than a body, are just a higher animal. He or she are moral and spiritual creatures responsible before the holy God and made for communion with the living God. Second, mankind, beginning with Adam, was made to rule over the creatures of earth and to cultivate the earth. We read in Genesis 2, the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put a man whom he had formed the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. With regard to the animals, the following is recorded. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The Genesis mandate recorded in Genesis chapter one reads, God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. These are the hints in the Bible of what it means for man to be created in the image of God. That is, that man was made to have dominion, man was made as a spiritual being to have communion with God, and man was made to cultivate the earth to be the gardener if you please. But a tragedy occurred in the garden. Eve was deceived and Adam disobeyed God. Thus sin came into our created world and the image of God in man was shattered and marred. Where there had been fellowship, life and beauty, there was now ugliness, strife and sin. The result was a subnormal humanity. There are still some elements of God's image within people, but the full image of God can only be restored in Christ Jesus, the second representative man, the second Adam. Have you ever really thought about this? Man was made in the image of God. If a man is to truly be a man, then he must know God. The more godlike man is, the more manlike he is. The reverse is also true. The less godly a man is, the less of a man he is. What the Bible teaches is that this measure of manhood is the measure of a person's godliness. In other words, it takes God to make a man. We can substitute the words human, humanity, and people in the following sentences, but that lacks the force of the particular captured in the word man. To observe true manhood and true image bearing of the likeness of God, we must look to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now there is a man. Actually, he is the only normal man since Adam in his perfect state. Men and their sin are less than men ought to be, but God is in the business of restoring true manhood, full and true humanity to men and women who have faith in Christ. Jesus Christ came to this earth, made an actual full human in order to save sinful people and restore them to the image of God. We use the terminology he was made man because he was in particular a Jewish male descendant of David through his mother Mary. When one comes to Jesus Christ in faith because of the life-giving spirit, the image of God restoration process begins. In fact, the whole of the Christian life has taken up with this restoration process. We're taught to put off the old self and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In Ephesians, Paul writes, Put off concerning your former conduct the old man, that is, the self or nature, old man, old self, old nature, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man or the new self and new nature, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness." Because of our faith in Jesus Christ, who is God's perfect image, we who believe in him reflect the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. We all, with unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed in that same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. By beholding him, we are transformed into his likeness. This process will be complete at Jesus' return, when in our resurrected human state, we bear the image of the heavenly. For just as we have the image of the man of dust, that is, fallen Adam, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven, the second Adam, the resurrected and ascended Jesus. There's a scripture course from the 1980s that expressed well this truth. From glory to glory, he's changing me, his likeness and image to perfect in me, the love of God shown to the world. In whose image are you made? Fallen Adam's or the risen Christ? When people, other humans, see your life, do they see a resemblance to Christ Jesus? Only Jesus the Messiah can make us truly men and women created in the image of God. Amen. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. The next time, the blessings of Almighty God be upon you as you read and study the sacred scriptures.